the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Gentlemen, what is going on? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We'll get to the band in just a second. A fantastic show for you tonight. A couple of craft beer guests that are going to be joining me. Uh, a quad... A quad... Fra- uh, no. No, that's not going to work. It's not a trifecta. But four guests are going to be joining me on the program tonight. Two in the second segment, two in the third. But news and notes as well to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very simple. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Catulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, you just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, you can find all the shows on those two platforms, and we are in the process of getting Alexa ready. You got an Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Boom. Here comes the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. I love technology. Technology is great. Anyway, this group, this is the record company. Uh, This is from their new CD, All of This Life. This is the second track off of this. Uh, This is called I'm Getting Better and I'm Feeling It Right Now. These guys are awesome. Three-piece set, uh, you know, drums, some guitars, a little harmonica, uh, a little bit of piano as well. Uh, They are coming into town in October, and without a doubt, I am definitely going uh, to see these guys. I cannot wait. Um, my, uh, my best friend, Mark turned me on to these guys a couple of years ago and, uh, got their first CD. Uh, it was tremendous. And then ended up, uh, that was in target the other day and I uh, saw it was there and it was on sale. And I said, you know what? Let me pick this up. In fact, it was a target exclusive cause it had a couple of extra tracks on it or whatever. So if you're uh, near a target and you want to hear some cool blues, jazz kind of funk, uh, definitely pick up the record company. You will not be disappointed. Our guest tonight. On the Craft Beer Cast, we're keeping it all in Brooklyn this week. Lauren and Joe Grimm from Grimm Ales. They've recently opened up a brewery tap room in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, after being gypsy brewers for five years. If you're a fan of Grimm, you definitely know who these people are. Um, great food and a cool twist that they're doing. They're trying to release a new beer every Saturday at the tap room. I definitely have to get over there and check it out. Uh, that's coming up about 10 minutes from now at the bottom of the hour. Kevin O'Donnell and Blake Thomas from Five Burrows Brewing back on the cast. We had them on last year uh, when they had opened up the facility. Their one-year anniversary party is coming up next Saturday, the 28th of July in Brooklyn. That interview is going to take place about 20 minutes from now. We're going to chat with the boys about how the brewery is going, uh, new beers that are going to be coming out. I had a chance to stop by the uh, brewery uh, back in May with City Brew Tours, which was very cool. Um, and uh, got, a, got a chance to uh, get a little tour of the place, got, uh, got a couple of tastings of some of their beers, and uh, ended up picking up a uh, six-pack of their summer ale to take home. So uh, definitely uh, want to catch up with Kevin and Blake and find out 
how things are going with Five Boroughs Brewing. So some news and notes to get to. Uh, if um, This is now legal in New York State. So you can have, thanks to uh, the bill that was signed by Governor Cuomo back on uh, last Tuesday, um, Gilligan's Island, or Jillian's Island. It's not Gilligan's. It's spelt Gilligan, but it's actually pronounced Jillian. Jillian Island, Jillian's Island Ice Cream Shop. Uh, they're in Sherburne, New York. Uh, they were one of the people that was pushing this. They have now um, made beer and cider ice cream officially legal in New York State. You could have wine-infused ice cream. That was not an issue uh, for the last I don't know how many years. But now beer and cider within ice cream is now legal in New York State. Uh, wine ice cream has been legal uh, in the state since 2008. Senator James Seward uh, of Oneonta uh, sp- who sponsored the bill said in a statement, both the dairy and craft beer cider industries are key contributors to our agricultural e- economy. Uh, by combining the two, we are able to capitalize on homegrown New York ingredients with the creation of a cool, new, innovative product. Uh, Jillian's, uh, again, as I said, sh- uh, they're based out of Sherburne, New York. Uh, they are an ice cream shop and diner. They already make wine ice cream. They developed beer ice cream flavors with Michael Coons, brewmaster at the Copper Turret Restaurant and Brew House in Morrisville, which is a brewery affiliated with Morrisville State College. Uh, the collaborators discovered uh, wine ice cream had been legal for 10 years, but beer and cider weren't included in the law, so they moved to change that. Uh, Jillian's first legal offerings that are available, um, this is at another brewery called Good Nature that helped develop the treat. Uh, the beer ice cream expected to debut at the Syracuse National Car- Nationals Car Show at the New York State Fairgrounds July 20th and at the State Fair starting August 22nd. So you'll be able to get, if you're in the New York State, uh, at the New York State Fairgrounds, you'll obviously be able to get the beer ice cream there. And then at the State Fair starting August 22nd, you'll be able to get beer-flavored ice cream. The flavors right now, uh, an ice cream ale made with a dark ale from the Copper Turret, Bavarian chocolate made with chocolate beer, and Double Buzz, which is made with coffee beer. Uh, beer and cider ice cream is permitted to contain up to 5% alcohol by volume. So uh, I don't know how many scoops you're going to need in order to uh, get a buzz on. But, you know, eat ice cream responsibly here, folks. All right. Um, Another thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, some fake news. I shouldn't say fake news. Actually, we'll get to that in just a second. The other big news um, of the day, two other big things. Avery Brewing uh, is celebrating its 25th anniversary next month. They have uh, restructured their sales team and added several new departments. They spoke to Brewbound, great uh, online resource uh, on craft beer. Encourage you to check it out, brewbound.com. Uh, Avery's national sales and marketing director, Brian Kruger, says less than 10% of the company's sales and marketing workforce was impacted and that net job loss totaled two field sales positions. He added that the impacted employees were offered severance packages. As part of the restructuring, the company has moved from five field sales managers to four regional managers. In doing so, the company increased the experience level of its sales team while adding several new departments at its Boulder, Colorado headquarters. Uh, Three new departments, one focused on national accounts, another has been tasked with managing supply chain, a third will examine the company's sales uh, analytics and systems. Uh, The moves, uh, Kruger is saying, will make Avery a more healthy organization with benefits that will pay off long term, and they are currently looking to fill three of their four new uh, created regional manager positions in the west, west, excuse me, south, midwest, and northeast. Uh, New Belgium has been named the official craft brewer of Red Rocks. Uh, let's see here. The multi-year partnership 
uh, will come to life over the course of the 2018 concert season. Details include ticket giveaways via New Belgium's Grand Crew Rewards Program, social media feeds, and at retail outlets carrying New Belgium products, special brand activations throughout the concert season, uh, an increase in the amount of craft beers available for music lovers, including the Red Rocks exclusive Stage Rock Colorado Ale. And as the official craft brewer of Red Rocks, New Belgium will also have opportunities to partner across other Denver arts and venues, facilities such as the Denver Performing Arts Complex, Colorado Convention Center, and Belco Theater. Uh, New Belgium's Stage Rock Colorado Ale, named after one of the three rock formations surrounding the venue. It's a 4.7% ABV coal style beer. Uh, percentage of the sales of this sessionable beer will be donated to Preserve the Rocks, a fund dedicated to education, restoration, and preservation in and around Red Rocks Amphitheater. Uh, and for more information on that, you can obviously go to newbelgium.com. And then I want to bring it back to uh, the state of New Jersey before we take a break. A person had written an article that's been uh, that's actually been repurposed in a number of different publications, including uh, a news service that I use uh, in the morning on the Joe Piscopo show uh, that we're on Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. And the gist of the uh, article is about bringing dogs to breweries in the state of New Jersey. Um, so there are a number of different places that you can bring your dog in New Jersey. However, the author of the article really didn't do his research in terms of the article. I'm not going to mention the person's name. I think he does it for free. I don't think he's getting paid. Um, so obviously he's doing it of his own volition. Uh, but, you know, this is where facts matter, and it's important to get things accurate. So they met in, the, in the article it mentions uh, several breweries on the Jersey Shore, Beach House Brewery in Belmar, Cold Spring Brewery in Cape May, Asbury Park Brewery in uh, Hackettstown. I'm sorry, um, Chigmeister in Hackettstown has three dog-friendly breweries, uh, but there are more throughout the state. You can go to NewJerseyCraftBeer.com, look for the paw prints next to a brewery's name. Um, here's the problem. Uh, they mentioned Wet Ticket, a number of other places. And people have been repurposing this article and kind of adding their breweries or whatever. Some of it is true. Yes, there are some breweries that you're allowed to bring your dogs and keep them outside the brewery. They have, um, maybe there's a beer garden outside that you can have your dog. But it used to be that you could bring your dogs inside the brewery. You can't. In certain towns now, you cannot. That should have been clearly spelled out. Now, there's a law that they are trying to pass in New Jersey that would allow this to happen, that you could bring dogs in uh, to breweries. It has not passed yet. I did some checking uh, before doing this because it's kind of what I do. You want to make sure you have your facts straight. Uh, Chigmeister, I know, is one of those places you cannot bring your dog inside the brewery. They can be outside uh, on the grounds, but they can't be inside the brewery because for some reason somebody at the ABC thinks that if you're bringing them into the brewery room, uh, not where beer is being made, but where they're pouring the beer, that's an unsanitary condition because it's food. Meanwhile, they don't serve food at the brewery. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, uh, I would encourage anybody who's writing pieces, who are doing things for other publications or whatever, for your own volition, check the facts first. Do the research. It doesn't take that long to Google something or make a phone call to somebody and find out if these things are legitimate. My fear is, is that somebody is going to bring their pet to you know, a particular brewery and they're not going to be allowed in. And that's going to be disappointing, not only for the people, but for the dog as well. You've taken the dog out. Now you got to do something else. You can't do what you really wanted to do. Just get the facts straight. That's all. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? It's not that hard. It's not rocket science, people. And listen, I love dogs. I'm not saying not to bring a dog to a brewery. People have 
issues with that. People also have issues with bringing kids to a brewery. I don't care. To me, I want to enjoy the experience. If it's busy, maybe not a good idea to bring kids. Maybe not a good idea to bring the dog if the place is packed. But if it's not busy, honestly, come on. It's not that big a deal, really. Now, when we come back after a short break, Lauren and Joe Grimm from Grimm Ales will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. When you need information on the Supreme Court nominee, you turn to Jay Sekulow. I will tell you this. I, I think we've got a great nominee here. I know Brett. I know him as a lawyer. I know him as a judge. I know him, uh, and I will know him as a justice. I'm absolutely convinced of that. He worked on uh, some cases involving religious liberty that we were involved in, providing brilliant insight. I think this is, uh, a, I, I'm very pleased with this nomination, as you can tell. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer. Did you know that about 80% of college students change their majors at least once? Instead of spending tens of thousands of dollars trying to make a decision at a high-tuition four-year university, consider New Jersey's outstanding community colleges. Community colleges offer a top-notch education at an affordable price. Community colleges offer flexible schedules, smaller class sizes, qualified professors, and support staff, extracurricular activities, and athletics. Explore a wide range of major and career options. Earn college credits while deciding the best career route for you. So start college the smart way. Save money and time while getting a solid education at New Jersey's 19 community schools. To learn more, visit njea.org backslash higher ed. The members of the New Jersey Education Association are making public schools and community colleges great for every student. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Huge fan of these guys, the record company. This is uh, from their new one, All of This Life, as we are back on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer will be in New York City in October, and I cannot wait to see them. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter very simply at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all the shows right from there. Plus, we are Alexa-friendly now. Just say I want to listen to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and you'll get it on. Now, my next guests on the cast, they are the co-owners and husband and wife team of a new brewery and tap room out of Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Uh, but to be fair, they've been brewing their beer as gypsy brewers for a number of years. They've gotten numerous awards, and now they have their own place to brew and release new beers on a weekly basis. Grim Artisanal Ales is the name of the company, and GrimAles.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome in Joe and Lauren Grimm to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Joe and Lauren, welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. You got How's it. How's it going? You got it. Joe, it's going great. Lauren, it's going great. Now, uh, how did you guys start the company? 
We started our company uh, five and a half years ago as a gypsy brewery uh, where we would um, travel to existing commercial breweries around the East Coast, uh, brew our beer on site, and bring our own ingredients and uh, brew the beer, leave it in their tanks and package it and, um, and sell it around New York State and uh, different, different states on the, around the U.S. Nice, nice. So why did it take so long for you guys to find a brick-and-mortar place? You know, we wanted to start uh, brick-and-mortar at the beginning when we were starting our brewery, but we found that we just didn't have the money to do it. And it was sort of a choice where we could either try to get investors and give up some of the sort of ownership and leadership of our company, or right. we could do it on a gypsy basis, and we decided that we wanted to have full control. We're so to- basically, we've never taken on any investors. We're like 100% um, owners, and it just takes a long time to build up enough head of steam to to invest in a, a proper brewery like we now have. Right. We're talking with Joe and Lauren Grimm, the co-owners of Grimm Ales in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. GrimAles.com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So I, I want to get into this a little bit, guys. I've talked to people who love it and others who hate it. Um, did you enjoy the gypsy brewing aspect of the business? Yeah, it was great. Um, and, I mean, you know, we aren't totally out of that, uh, basically, the, the the gypsy brewing part of it um, allowed us to get our feet in the door and start brewing beer without uh, having to spend the time to build out our own brewery. Um, you know, as Joe said, you know, we didn't have the money, but it was also, you know, the process of, of building out our brick and mortar brewery took two years. Uh, so being a gypsy brewery meant that we could just, spend time on the creativity, um, working through recipes, developing our processes, and, um, you know, doing what we love doing, which is making beer. And, and um, I, so I and, think... I'm sorry. It, it obviously goes without saying that it is difficult to, you know, not only build a brewery in New York, but also rent is incredibly expensive. It's different when you're in other parts of the country where the rent may be a little bit cheaper, but obviously it's an, an enormous expense and investment to do something like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, guys, what sets your beers apart from others uh, that are made in and around New York City? I know that the fact you you guys produce a lot of sour beers, but why go with that style as the prominent style when, you know, obviously in the last five years, IPAs have become so uh, prominent. Why did you guys decide to go in the sour direction? Hmm. Well, you know, our interest in beer really came out of an interest in fermentation. And our first fermentations were always spontaneous uh, fermentations with lactic acid bacteria, mm-hmm. you know, things like kimchi and sauerkraut. And, uh, you know, we started getting into making our own little spontaneous uh, different kinds of wines. And so the that sort of thing of having acidity and wildness and funk was always really interesting to us. Okay. And that was really our first love. Uh, a little later on, we started to figure out how we could apply some of that stuff to IPA. And at this point, we've become, um, you know, uh, a brewery that's about 50-50 split between sour beers and hoppy beers. 
But that's pretty cool because there's so many people. I mean, I, it, to me, sour beer is an acquired sour ales are, are an acquired taste. I didn't like sour beers when I first started drinking craft beer, and then I acquired the taste uh, as you go on. Um, it's just interesting that you would go that way, and it beco- has become for you guys has become so successful, especially the fact that you were up until you know just recently brewing as a gypsy brewer, going to different places, giving the ingredients over, and obviously you have some control over what's going on, but not complete control. So the fact that you were able to build a business uh, based on that is is remarkable, and kudos to uh, to both of you, Joe and Lauren, uh, for doing that. We're talking with Joe and Lauren Grimm, co-owners of Grimm Ales in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. GrimAles.com is the website for more information. The, the new brewery, Brew Pub, has just opened uh, as of a couple of weeks ago. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Another thing that I love that you guys are doing is that on Saturdays, you're introducing a new beer for consumption. So what's the latest that's uh, going to be released? Right now, uh, we've got a new pale ale in the tank called Sunroof. Um, it is about 5.5% ABV. Mm-hmm. With Motueka and Azaka hops. Okay. Uh, it's really refreshing and fruity. It's got some interesting sort of pear and watermelon characteristics coming out. Right. Um, these are early impressions. It hasn't even gotten in the can yet. So this is the other thing we're really excited about. We're going to can tomorrow, which is a Friday, and right. then release it on Saturday to the public. So they'll be getting one-day-old cans of this super fresh hoppy beer, which we've never been able to hit that kind of a turnaround and freshness before, and mm-hmm. it really makes a big difference. So absolutely, we'll be able to get our our beer as it's meant to be consumed. Uh, that you know what I, I can't can't stress that enough. I know McKellar Brewing. Uh, did that when they opened their facility at City Field, uh, and I was there for the opening. The the beer was canned, I think, l- probably that day or that morning or maybe the night before or whatever, but it doesn't get, uh, you know, any fresher than that. And the fact that you guys are going to be able to do that uh, is very cool. Now, you'll, you're also going to be serving food at the brewery. What kind of cuisine uh, will you be pairing with the various beers? We have teamed up with a local restaurant called Samisa um, to provide food for our brewery. So they are kind of Middle Eastern, Mediterranean-inspired. Um, I'm looking at their menu right now because I'm standing in the brewery. Um, and, uh, you know, they are introducing new seasonal uh, salads all the time. Right now they have an heirloom tomato salad, uh, watermelon salad. They make a lot of pickled vegetables. And um, they've got a wonderful chicken shawarma wrap. Um so we're actually, that's like an everyday um, menu, and we're hoping to introduce some uh, beer dinners in the near future that would be smaller, um, you know, kind of uh, more intimate events with uh, a course meal paired with our beers. That's very cool. Uh, we're talking with Joe and Lauren Grimm from uh, Grimm Ales. Last question uh, for me, guys. Um, you've been open for a couple of weeks now. What, what's been the initial buzz uh, of people be you know coming into the uh, to the brewery, what has been the initial buzz from people? Are they saying, "Oh my God, finally we have a place that we can go to that we can you know sample your delicious beers instead of having to search out cans, et cetera, et cetera, or get it on uh, tap"? What's been the buzz so far? I mean, you're definitely on it. Um, people are really excited to be able to come here and and get uh, you know large amounts of our beer to go mm-hmm. rather than having to chase it around the city um, one can at a time. Um, it's been great to to meet people who have been following our beer for years and uh, chat with all of our customers. That is very cool. Mike, uh, Joe, go ahead. 
I was just going to say it's really gratifying to us because most of our cans have been sold at sort of a one or two can limit around the city. So uh, to see a lot of it at once was a rare thing. So now people come in and they grab a case and they go home and they can you know have it for their cookout or whatever. And it's nice to just be able to finally make it more like freely available in that way. My guests have been Joe and Lauren Grimm. They're the co-owners of Grimm Ales in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yes, they finally have a brick-and-mortar establishment you can go to. You can uh, buy the cans of beer. You can get uh, beer on draft to take home with you. And, of course, you can get a little something to eat as well. uh, Joe, Lauren, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Uh, Continued success with the the brick-and-mortar store, and I will certainly be making a visit uh, at some point, hopefully before the end of this summer. Thanks, Al. You got it. Thank you. You got it. When we come back, Blake and Kevin from Five Boroughs Brewing, they're back on board. We're going to talk about their anniversary celebration that's taking place next week. That's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, showers in the area, 72 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Passengers who get monthly tickets from the Long Island Railroad might be in for a little surprise this month. Rob Dawson explains. The railroad says people who receive the tickets by mail will have a big 19 on them instead of 18 for 2018. People who get monthly tickets from machines will show 2016 on them, and they should ignore the expiration date. LIRR says they've had a problem with their usual supply of tickets, which has caused a shortage for 2018 tickets. Rob Dawson, NBC News Radio, New York. The FDNY says a faulty light fixture sparked a Friday night fire in Brooklyn that ripped through a sneaker store. The fire broke out just before 8 p.m. in the store on Rutland Road in the Brownsville section. Three firefighters were injured battling the blaze. There were no smoke alarms in the store. In sports, at Yankee Stadium earlier this afternoon in the Subway Series, the Yankees beat the Mets by the score of 7-6. to six. Time to check the traffic now on the George Washington Bridge. We have delays of up to five minutes inbound on the upper deck. On the lower level, a minor crash blocking the right lane near Amsterdam Avenue. Lincoln at 15 to 20 minutes out, 15 at the inbound Holland Tunnel, 20 in the outbound direction. We have a crash on the Harlem River Drive. Two lanes are blocked north at 135th Street. Heavy delays back from the Willis Avenue Bridge. The Bayonne Bridge closed for construction till 3 Sunday afternoon, and a burst water main in Ridgefield affecting 1 and 9 southbound between Hendricks Causeway and Shaler Boulevard. You now know how not to go. The weather forecast for tonight. Breezy, rain and storms likely low 65 to 70. Sunday, scattered showers and storms, high of 85. Sunday night, showers and storms, low 75. And then Monday, breezy with more showers and thunderstorms, high 85 degrees. Partly to mostly cloudy, a few showers Tuesday, 85. Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Joe Piscopo. I don't think there's any more important service in any community than a hospital emergency room. The ER is where you go in crisis and where you expect to find dedicated, talented professionals any time of the day or night. Let me tell you that the ER at Trinitas Regional Medical Center is such a place in the Elizabeth and Union County communities. And the best news is Trinitas is growing their ER to serve you better. They're doubling the number of treatment rooms, adding state-of-the-art technology, and creating separate 
separate private areas for families and seniors. The community is 100% behind Trinitas, and they're donating the entire $18 million cost of this project. Trinitas is an outstanding place for healing. I've been there. I've met the people. Please learn more about Trinitas Regional Medical Center by visiting TrinitasRMC.org today. That's TrinitasRMC.org. Thank you. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. My husband's blood pressure has dropped 30 points. I've lost 8 pounds. He's lost about 20 pounds. His arthritis is gone. You guys have given me back my husband. I'd come home from work, and if he beat me home from work, he would be laying in the recliner, and I would feed him supper in his recliner and would be like really boring, pathetic, old people watching TV while we ate dinner and then go to bed exhausted and wake up tired. I came home from work last night, and he was mowing the lawn. It was just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. (laughs) When you call, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. It's Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970, The Answer. Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albergeatnycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play, iTunes, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all the episodes from there. And we're also Alexa-friendly now on your Amazon Alexa. You just say, I want to listen to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. And amazingly, it will pop up and you can hear it. Now, my guests on the cast are the co-owners of a uh, brewery in New York City, specifically the borough of Brooklyn. But their name is not just Brooklyn. They're all about the five boroughs. And the best part is they are celebrating their first anniversary next week. Five Boroughs Brewing is the name of the company. Fiveboroughs.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back to the program Kevin O'Donnell and Blake Tomitz uh, to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, guys, how are you? Good, Al. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Uh, Doing great now. Congratulations on the anniversary. Uh, but before I start with my first question, I have to say, we uh, I interviewed you guys last year, and uh, our interview got delayed during the week taping because you guys had a power outage. We were supposed to tape on Thursday, and we got delayed again because of a power outage. I don't know if that's I, – I guess that's a good thing because the, the business is still up and running, which is great. And, uh, you know, uh, kudos to you guys and your success, but what is going on there in Brooklyn that the power keeps going out? I guess we can't use this excuse next year, I guess. <laughs> no, that's true. That's Next that's... year next year it'll be our dog ate our homework. So. <laughs> Perfect. Now, uh, congratulations on the anniversary, but what Thank has you. been the best part about running the brewery one year in and don't say the electricity? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, without a doubt, is just seeing the reaction out, uh, you know, both in the tap room and also in, in bars and restaurants throughout the city. Um, very early on when we launched, you know, I think Blake and I and the rest of our team had a pretty good idea of, you know, what accounts we were in and, and what bars had us. But 
Um, every day we walk into a new account or we get a picture from a friend of ours with our, our tap handle on. And I think uh, that's really great to see. And then also just, you know, the reaction to the beer, uh, people really enjoying it, um, accounts loving it, sales doing really well. Um, and just really, you know, becoming what we wanted to be, which was, you know, the beer for New York City. Right. Yeah, you know, I'd say, I'd say just going to a bar and just sitting there and, and hearing people call your beer name out or order one of your beers, is, it's such an amazing feeling. Um, and it never really gets old. Uh, it's really exciting every single time it happens. And I think we're really proud. You know, I think we're in 400 to 500 accounts on a, on a regular basis now across the five boroughs. So um, I think it's really a testament to kind of the whole culture that we wanted to create, uh, create, which was you know, New York City United by Beer. And the biggest surprise for the brewery in the first year? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, right, right. I mean, I guess. We, we got tapped for City Field, uh, which was which was pretty cool. That's pretty um, cool. So, you know, in our first six months, we, we met with the folks over at the Mets and Naramark, and, um, you know, we were able to, to get our beer on for the for the season, which was really exciting. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's – there's you know, I, I, we knew we were going we we to grow pretty quickly. I just don't think we knew we were going to grow as quickly as we did. I mean, we're now – our one-year anniversary is coming up next weekend. This is our third expansion. Wow. Um, within 12 months. So um, needless to say, you know, we had planned for one. Um, mm. So to, to witness this level of growth and, and people wanting to be a, a part of the Fibro's kind of community and culture is, is just um, – it's amazing. Talking with Kevin O'Donnell and Blake Thomas, the co-owners of Five Boroughs Brewing out of Brooklyn. com is the website for more information. Their first anniversary uh, party is next week. Go to Facebook.com for the details there. Just follow their page, and it'll give you all the details about their first anniversary party that's coming up next Saturday. Now, guys, the summer ale was delicious. I had a chance to pick up a six-pack when I stopped in back in May for a City Brews tour, and we're going to get to City Brews in just a minute. But you're also producing a Goza with blueberries and apricot. Talk to the audience a little bit about this new beer on tap yeah so um we actually uh, just to kind of backtrack a little bit we have four core year-round beers uh one of which is our is our kettle sour our, our goza and what we do is we um post-fermentation we we condition it on uh, a series of fruits throughout the year so our first one was raspberry and then we got into pineapple mango uh cherry plum and blueberry apricot is now i believe our fourth in the series um and crazily enough we're actually bringing back raspberry goza and we'll be canning it for the first year anniversary so um it's really cool to be able to utilize um these kind of these these fruits and and, and play around with our core goza that kind of salty tart uh, base beer really is, is a conducive uh, beer for, for fruiting. I, Al, I think that's an exclusive, too. I don't think we've told anybody yet that Raspberry Goes <laughs> is going to be in cans. So, there you go. Um, that will be available uh, on Saturday uh, for the anniversary party for the first time. So that, that's an exclusive right here. That's pretty cool. That'll be Saturday, July 28th. And, uh, again, we're talking with Kevin O'Donnell and Blake Thomas, co-owners of Five Boroughs Brewing out of Brooklyn here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, com. the website for more information. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, they, they've got all the info on the anniversary party. Now, with the anniversary party, speaking of that, next Saturday, July the 28th, uh, you, you mentioned the Raspberry Goza will be canned and be for sale that day. What else is going on at the brewery that day? So we're going to have a, another couple of beers will be released. We're going to have our anniversary uh, double dry hop, double IPA, which is being called Make Good Decisions. Um, if you visited our tap room, you might see that that motto on our wall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on the on the ladder in the corner of the tap room. Um, so that beer is going to be released. Uh, we're also going to be coming out with our rosé saison, 
which was a collaboration we did with Wade District, which was draft only, but we are canning that for the first time as well. Um, and then we've got a couple other surprise beers that uh, that will be you know tap room only that uh, that will be coming out on Saturday. We've also got you know uh, food from Jake's Handcrafted, who makes fantastic sausages in, in Brooklyn. Um, we're going to have some carnival food such as uh, snow cones and popcorn and cotton candy, and just basically having a fun time. Similar to our launch party a year ago, we wanted to kind of recreate that feeling of just uh, open air, having fun. We'll open up the production space and uh, and just have you know a bunch of people hanging out and having fun. That that is pretty awesome. I, I have to somehow I have to persuade my wife I have to figure out a way to we'll have to get over there because I know you guys are starting at what is it about noon time and you're going to be running until about ten o'clock at night. Is that right? Uh, Eleven, yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Now back in May, uh, I hooked up with a brewery tour, and your brewery was actually the first stop uh, on this tour. And I have to say, it was wonderful. It was great to be able to go to the facility. It was nice to be able to be, you know, driven to it and get out and have a, a tasting and and get a get a tour. How did you guys get connected with City Brew Tours? So they reached out to us. Um, you know, they've had a pretty successful business model in other cities, um, and they reached out to us a few months ago, and we're talking about. Um, you know, trying to launch in New York City, and, and they found us, and they really wanted us to be one of the one of the first breweries that they uh, that they could partner up with. So, mm-hmm. after meeting with them a bunch of times and, and kind of understanding their business plan and their business model, I mean, they are um, experts in breweries. Um, so they really take the control, and they um, are very professional. They make sure all of their tour guides are extremely well educated across all facets of, of the brewing process. Um, and it really makes it easy for the brewery because they show up, they plan everything, they have everything organized, and they literally just ask us for, um, you know, tastings of the beer, and everything else is pretty much uh, logistically run by them. So, um, you know, it was a, a real no-brainer. Uh, we, we were excited to partner with them, and it, it's given us a lot of exposure for sure to folks that, um, you know, might not have been able to get to the brewery, but were given the chance to to be a part of that tour and, and come out and see it. So it, it's been a great partnership so far. Yeah, I, I would definitely say, I mean, the, 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 the gentleman whose name escapes me at the time who did the tour was fantastic uh, yep. in explaining to everybody. Now, obviously, I know a little bit about it. I'm no expert, but yep. it was nice that he was able to explain it in a way that anybody could understand. Uh, you yep. get, you know, a little tasting of each beer as you're going through the tour. The best part was the fact, I mean, the two best things were obviously, A, you didn't have to worry about uh, drinking and driving. They took care of all that for you. Yep. But the other part that was super cool was the fact that you could purchase goods and they had a cooler sitting on the back of the yep. truck that you could, you know, keep everything stored. So that's where I ended up getting uh, a six-pack of the Summer Ale because I had a tasting of it in the tasting room, and I said, ooh, I got a concert this weekend. I got to get this. This is perfect for a concert. And that's where I ended up picking it up for uh, ZZ Top and John Fogarty over at the uh, <laughs> PNC Bank Art yeah, Center. Was- so a little of Brooklyn and New Jersey, you know? Yeah, we, um, we canned a, uh, kind of a limited batch of summer. We actually have a canyon line in-house now, so... Definitely expect to see uh, more canning releases in the, in the near future. Now, uh, let me ask you about that, uh, Blake, about the, the, the canning line. I know a lot of businesses, a lot of breweries, uh, the small breweries, like to do, uh, you know, like to outsource the canning line uh, for uh, for the expense. Uh, you guys brought a canning line in-house. You felt it was cheaper? Well, um, it's, it's a little bit of a hybrid. This is Kevin speaking. So, you know, we're, we're, you, we're you partnered with a company called Nice Planet, okay. um, who, is, who is primarily a mobile canning company. Um, but we've decided because of the amount we're going to be canning that it made sense to have them uh, bring their canning line and, and park it inside our facility. So 
Um, you know, it is, it is still a partnership with a mobile canning company. Um, they just don't have to break it down and set it up. It's going to, it's going to live at five boroughs and our, and our, and our volume will, will enable it to, to stay here. Yeah. I think really the impetus was, um, you know, we'll be doing kind of one-off more specialty can releases and the whole double IPA Northeast pale ale front. Um, but eventually we'd like to get our core beers, our core year on beers, IPA, Pilsner, Hoppy Lager, and Goza, um, into 12 ounce six packs, you know, for the, for the first 12 months, we've really only filled limited, uh, cans of those out of the tap room. So we haven't really even launched into the off-premise market yet. So um, bringing in a, a canning line and be able to, you know, have control and, and pump out that level of volume was really important to us. And so, we can focus that capital that would have gone to a canning line towards more tanks and more personnel. So sure. it, it, was a, it, was a smart, it was a smart move, I think, for, for us on that. And you certainly have the space there. I mean, three expansions in, in just about a year is fantastic, but you really have a nice location where you're able to expand without too much difficulty. Yeah, you know, really, um, when we looked at spaces, uh, we were initially, our homebrew setup was up in the Bronx and then out in the Rockways. We were kind of just nomadic homebrewers, and mm-hmm. uh, we're initially looking for about 5,000 to 10,000 square feet, and we saw this, you know, a real estate agent was like, you got to look at this place down in Sunset Park, and came in 30, 35-foot ceilings, and we really set up this facility, so it's, it's, it's quote-unquote kind of plop and play, and we can get a get a new tank in, you know, plumb, passivate it, and get it ready to, to, to take beer in, in, you know, two or three days. Yeah. That was really the point. I, I'm, I'm going to keep this a mystery here, guys. Don't reveal it. But when I was there on the tour, you had a lot of beer in barrels that were aging. So I'm looking forward to down the road, six months, a year, year and a half or something like that, for some good stuff to come out of those barrels. So that's uh, that was pretty cool. My, my guests have been Kevin O'Donnell and Blake Thomas, co-owners of Five Boroughs Brewing out of Brooklyn. Fiveboroughs.com is the website for more information. Their one-year anniversary party next Saturday, July the 28th, over in Sunset Park. They have a great facility. Definitely check them out. The beers are so on point, uh, and, and it's a really great place to go and hang out, have a couple of beers, and, uh, and, and enjoy uh, Brooklyn at its finest. Kevin and Blake, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Al, always a pleasure. Thank you. You got it. When we come back, time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder wants to see real evidence of collusion. There's a hashtag going around called hashtag treason summit. I mean, come on. What's the evidence that Trump has done something to curry favor with Russia? Building up our energy independence, criticizing the pipeline that Russia intends to build, and Donald Trump is too soft on Russia? I don't get it. Nonsense. That said, where's the collusion? There isn't any. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com. iHeartRadio.com. Get the app. 
at am97theanswer.com. She can kill with a smile, she can wound with her eyes, and she can ruin your faith with her casual lies. And she only reveals what she wants you to see. She hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G A T T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. We are also Alexa ready for Amazon. And if we're not, we will be very soon. You just say, Alexa, play the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast, and it'll play it. She's always a woman from Billy Joel. Uh, Billy uh, just recently, uh, Wednesday night, played the 100th show, sold out show of his career at Madison Square Garden. His residency that he started uh, a number of years ago. I've got to see him uh, see him once during that residency, but um, the other night he did his 100th show. Uh, had Bruce Springsteen come out. I think they did, uh, what was it, 10th Avenue Freeze Out and I think Born to Run uh, were two of the songs that they did together. Um, but this particular song, She's Always a Woman from the Stranger uh, album, which is... For me, in my opinion, my favorite Billy Joel album of all time. I know every song from beginning to end. We had the eight track in my mom's Buick Electra uh, that we used to play going to our grandmother's house up in Hawley, Pennsylvania, uh, just above Lake Wallenpawpack. Um, and we used to play this eight track religiously. There were others that we played. I think Donna Summers on the radio and a couple of other uh, different eight tracks we would mix up. But this one would always be playing in the car. And I memorized every single tune from beginning to end. She's always a woman. Uh, I believe Billy wrote this about his wife at the time, who's soon to be ex-wife, who was also his manager and manipulating him and stealing money and all kinds of other stuff. And I believe he wrote this about her. And the lyrics are very interesting. But this song will always remind me of a particular woman uh, that I dated back in high school. And... Um, Suffice it to say, she broke my heart. Isn't that, the, isn't, that, isn't that part of why sometimes music is written? Your heart is broken. Sad songs, you know, Elton John always says sad songs say so much. Well, it's true. They do. And um, it's interesting how that particular song, no matter when it airs, uh, if I hear it on the radio, I will stop what I'm doing, and it makes me think about that particular person. Um, we're still friends, you know, but... Um, uh, she broke my heart at a time where uh, I really didn't need my heart to be broken at that point. I'll leave it at that. So you uh, discuss amongst yourselves what you will. Anyway, it's time for our uh, final segment of the program, Suds and Duds, where I tell you about the particular beers that I've had over the past week or so, and I let you know whether they are a Suds, that I like them, or whether it is a Dud and I don't like them. Um, but real quick, a little bit of news and notes. Our good friends from Coronado Brewing wanted to mention this. They are celebrating 22 years of brewing. This is coming up next weekend on July 28th. Uh, they're going to have live music, food trucks, photo booths, raffles, lots of fresh beer, including the first release of their 22nd anniversary double IPA. Tickets are only 10 bucks. They will sell out. Go to CoronadoBrewing.com. 
uh, for more information uh, on that. And uh, I, I would suggest that you get them early and often if you're in the San Diego area because it definitely will sell out in Coronado. Our friends from Coronado, it's the whole reason why this show started. Uh, so uh, kudos to them and uh, 22 years of brewing beer. Very difficult to get their beer here on the East Coast, but if you can, if you get it, trust me, it's delicious. It's good stuff. Love those guys. So uh, kudos to them and shout out to them again. That's next Saturday, uh, their 22nd anniversary party. Let's get into Suds and Duds, though. Uh, a couple of different ones. Two from Sam Adams this week. Uh, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, Sam Adams has been sending me uh, this, some of their um, kind of seasonal selections, their summer selections. Kicked it off with a summer ale. Uh, listen, this is a great beer uh, that Jim Cook and the guys make. Uh, you know, grains of paradise, you know, a little wheat flavored. This is a perfect summer uh, beer, uh, a great, you know, I hate to use the term lawnmower beer, but it really is. It's a nice, refreshing beer, uh, not a lot of alcohol, uh, just a nice, easy sipper. Definitely something that you should pick up uh, if you're looking for it. Also had uh, finishing up my cans of Wheat Did You Say by Screaming Hill. Juicy, farm fresh, and surprisingly enough, and I've mentioned this before about um, Brett Bullock and Screaming Hill, this is an IPA that is low in alcohol. It is about five, it's less than 6%. So this is a nice drinking beer that you can have and have a few of them without feeling too uh, too bloated. So uh, another summertime beer. And folks, uh, again, if you haven't been to the farm down at Screaming Hill, you are doing yourself a disservice. You go on a great adventure for the day over at Six Flags, you're taking the kids or whatever, make a stop on the farm on the weekends. They're open Friday and Saturday. Uh, it's very easy to get to. It's it's right past Six Flags. All you do is make the first right that you can make after Six Flags. Follow the follow the road past the horse farm. When you get to the church on your right hand side, make a right. The farm is there. You can see it in the distance. You pull right up. It's great, delicious beer, farm fresh. Almost ninety percent of the ingredients uh, are from the farm. They're growing hops. It's a great place. And uh, if you run into Brett, tell him I said hello. Moving on. The folks from Bolero Snort, Scott, Bob, you guys are just killing it. I know that they have their haters. I know that they have their fans. I am a fan, a big fan of Bolero. These guys are doing a great job. They're breaking ground in their new facility. Uh, hopefully they're going to have it up very soon. Can't wait for the tasting room to open. It's the running joke with Bolero. They burn their tasting room down, et cetera, et cetera. But Scott and Bob do a tremendous job with their beers. And what's great is they, they do variations on different things. This new one that came out, the CVB, the Coconut Vanilla Bullsicle uh, by Bolero, it's so good. Coconut, vanilla, little milk sugar. The flavors all mesh well in this. A uh, little sweet, nothing overpowering. It is delicious. This is one that I would love to drink again and again and again. I, I can't wait to taste this from the tap uh, as opposed to the can because I know that there's some subtle differences between the tap uh, and the can, but this is a great beer. Uh, it's a great summertime beer. Uh, the, again, I like coconut in my beer. It's not it's not super overpowering. It's there. You taste it, and it kind of uh, tails off after that. Um, a lot of people are not fans of milk sugar in beer. Um, I get it. I think it works in some beers. I don't know if it necessarily works in every IPA. In this one, it does because, again, it's subtle. It meshes with all of the other flavors. It mixes with the coconut and vanilla well. I think putting milk sugar in there just to put milk sugar in there to kind of differentiate the taste or flavor or whatever of the beer that is not really the, the is not really a good thing. But I think when it's done right, it does I, – I don't know. I don't want to say it enhances the flavor. Uh, Complements the flavor, yes. Enhances, I don't know. 
I don't know if it elevates it to the next step, but definitely if you see it uh, in the store, CVB, Coconut Vanilla, Bullsicle, and you like those types of flavors, this is definitely something to pick up. Uh, finally, had a chance to try some Bell's uh, beer. They just came into the state of New Jersey. Uh, the good folks at Paragon Tap and Table uh, have a few of them on tap. So I tried a, a Two-Hearted Ale uh, from Bell's. Crisp, piney, nice. Uh, this is a good beer. I like this. This is something I could definitely find myself picking up in stores uh, and drinking maybe, uh, you know, before a concert or something, or I'm sitting in the backyard wanting to have a couple. Uh, good stuff. I, I really enjoyed Bell's. Uh, not bad. I'd have to try some of their other offerings, but uh, that was a really good uh, good beer. Then I had the uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, from Omnipolo. Uh, this is a great, great double IPA. Really delicious. Uh, it's funny. Abby, uh, who was our waitress uh, last week, she said to me, she said, you know, have you tried some of the stuff that are in cans? And I said, no. And I said, you know what? Do me a favor. Surprise me. Uh, with something. She came out with this. Excellent job, Abby. Uh, this is a really good beer, a great double IPA. Uh, the guys from Omnipolo uh, are really doing a fantastic job. Uh, then was over at the Whole Foods in, in my town. They have a, a little thing called a Clark Bar, and basically, no, it's not the candy bar. It is a um, a little bit, a little restaurant, kind of like the um, uh, the one they have in Metuchen that has Mexican food, the Comida Fresh. Uh, this is uh, burgers, some salads and stuff, uh, wings, so they have craft beer on tap. So ended up having a Bloodline Nitro Blood Orange uh, Ale, Pale Ale, uh, from Flying Dog. This was smooth on Nitro, but I, I honestly, I think I like it more on its own than when it's on Nitro. Uh, if, in my opinion, the bitterness just wasn't there for me. That's why I think I had a problem with this one. So I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I just thought it was different uh, on Nitro than it was uh, on the regular um, you know, in the, in, the, in the regular bottle. So just a little bit different on Nitro. I uh, had a cloud cover by Kane. This is a great, easy-drinking wit beer. Excellent for a hot day. Uh, went great with my pulled pork tacos. Uh, really good beer. If you're looking for a good wit beer uh, and something with low alcohol, uh, definitely uh, check out the cloud cover uh, from Kane. You will not be disappointed. And then finally finished it off with a Samuel Adams Hefeweizen. Um, this is great. Light, crisp, banana, clove, perfect for after lawn mowing. Um, just a great, simple, straightforward beer. You don't see a lot of people making Hefeweizens, um, you know, in the market. They're not a big seller. Uh, you know, everybody's doing the juicy IPA. I like variety in my beer. I like to change it up a little bit. I like to not just drink the same thing over and over. Some people are just, Hey, I'm having an IPA and I'm going to keep drinking an IPA and that's it. And I get it. That's fine. Um, but I do like to change it up a bit. And this was an excellent Hefeweizen. You can't go wrong, uh, with what Sam Adams puts out. Uh, this is excellent. It's great for a, for a hot day uh, when you're sitting in the backyard. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Lauren and Joe Grimm from Grimm Ales, Kevin O'Donnell and Blake Thomas from Five Boroughs Brewing. Congrats on their uh, one-year anniversary. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.